Welcome to Textual Healing. This is Mallory Smart. I'm here with my co-host, Andy Tran. And today we have one of my favorite writers. I swear to God, I'm not going to say that every single episode. Claire Hopple. (laughs) Andy, you want to take it from here? Yeah, thanks for joining us, Claire. How are you doing today? I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. That's so great. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to do a little bio for you real quick, and then we'll get started. Is that cool? Cool. So Claire Hopple lives in Asheville, NC, Um, though she is quick to claim her Western Pennsylvania roots. Um, She is a Maudlin House editor, and she is the author of Tell Me How You Really Feel, Maudlin House 2020, and Tired People Seen America by Dostoevsky Wannabe 2019, and Too Much of the Wrong Thing, Truth Serum Press 2017. She's been published in Hobart, New World Writing, and Volume 1 Brooklyn, uh, and many other lit journals. So, Claire, uh, that is your bio. I want to ask you the first question. So, Mallory was telling me you're really in the Big Feath and uh, Goth Babe. Those are some of my favorite bands. They're like so good, especially Goth Babe. Has this like really cool, like surferish vibe, but like psychedelic in a way. Um, yes. Just like great music for road trips and porch chilling. So, how'd you discover those bands? Man, I wish I had a good story. Um, I was just in a (laughs) really, like, hip coffee shop in another city and (sighs) was just in a good place. I was reading and Mm -hmm. something came on. A goth babe, I think it was uh, End Summer, came on. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) I must have all of this. That's awesome. And ever since, I've just been listening to them and really love Weekend Friend the best. It's like probably mm. my favorite song by Goth Babe. But yeah, That's anything awesome. really mellow like that um, is always a good listen, especially while everyone, including me, is super anxious. Oh, no, for with sure. With everything that's been going on this year. So. We're here right with you. Yeah. Anxiety, yeah. everyone. Yeah. You seem like you've been coping pretty well, though. Everywhere on your Instagram, you're just always hiking. Do you listen to like that kind of music there? Because he's like a pretty outdoorsy dude, Goth Babe. Yes. Yeah. All of his albums are like somewhere in the wilderness or talking about camping or something like that. But um, <laughs> I think know, I, I read listen- he actually records in his camper. Oh, that huh. is so cool. Yeah, he would. That's awesome, yeah. Um, I don't listen while I'm hiking, mm-hmm. but that's a good idea. I'm usually just like Such in a good idea. exploration mode and mm-hmm. um, with my husband. So I don't want to like have, you know, earphones in or whatever. Gotcha. In, but, no, it makes or sense. blasting it for, for <laughs> nature. They, I don't know. It might be kind of cool. The trees might want to, you know, the, the wildlife can enjoy They're some They're demanding it. Yes. They need it. That's how nature's <laughs> healing, you know. Mm-hmm. A whole new audience. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we're gonna fix climate change. Oof, <sighs> man, nice. problem solved right here on textual <laughs> healing. <laughs> You're welcome, world. I know we're such awesome people. <laughs> we're okay. One of one of us is awesome. <laughs> we won't say which one. <laughs> You'll figure that out yourselves. <laughs> it alternates. Oh, on an unrelated name. topic, though, the awesome person is the one who likes Pepsi, not Coke. Whoa. So. Okay. I'm drinking. A, I was drinking a vanilla Coke earlier. And me and Mallory were like having a little 
little tiff about which was better, and she's like, Pepsi's better. And I'm like, what is it? Like, really? Uh, I don't know. Man, you I feel like, Mallory, you're in the minority there, but I right? can Right? She totally is. Oh, but, my God. But I can appreciate... Oh, the caveats come. Like, Pepsi is sweeter. And so if you're yeah. going for, like, a sugary drink, you might as well go all the way. So I get it. Huh. Wild cherry okay. Pepsi. Sure. I'm into, okay. like, um, you know, sparkling water, like, flavored sparkling waters, though. That's my thing lately. I like but how you're I trying to be, to be diplomatic, obsessed. but... <laughs> she's like i think this is the in between <laughs> some perrier yeah you have oh, come to on, try go for Lacroix. um LaCroix is cool. it's a basic but i'm just polar seltzer is the best and it's polar a little more Zelta. expensive but yeah. they have a vanilla flavor and it tastes Ooh. straight Ooh. up like cream soda mm. exactly like cream soda it's crazy okay you i swear i'm not cream like, soda advertising for that um i haven't had one in years but yes i remember loving them and like their whole like submit a photo i probably sent them a million pictures i remember when i was like sponsor of claire hoppel (laughs) i was in middle school once and a cop actually came up to me because he was determined it was alcohol he's like i need to see that bottle really quickly jesus Oh, yes. I remember, like, being really young and having IBC root beer, too. And it looks oh, exactly yeah. like a traditional beer bottle. Shit. And yeah. I'd be, like, swigging it in the streets, like, sauntering <laughs> around. Like, look at me. <laughs> Here's, like, a call out to all millennials or stuff that Gen Z people won't get. Anyone else remember candy cigarettes? Oh, oh yeah. Love right? those. Those are the best. Um, so yeah, Claire, I, I wanted to keep going. Uh, tell me about your book. Tell me how you really feel. Mallory gave me an arc of it, and I was impressed by the world building, the development of the characters, the language, just the prose style was all great. Uh, so what inspired your book? Thank you. Um, yeah. Let's see. What did inspire my book? So it's set in my hometown, which okay. is like this really small town yeah. outside of Pittsburgh. I grew mm-hmm. up like in the middle of the woods, basically. Gotcha. And I had never in my life set something there before. And I was like, I gotta try this. I need to mm-hmm. like do the trite love letter to where you grew up kind of thing and go all that. in yeah. on the nostalgia and just see what happens. Oh man. Um, this That's is so also great. the first time I haven't written short stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which was really hard. I just assumed I could never write anything novel yeah. related, no matter how short. Yeah. And so uh, I was like trying to prove myself wrong, I guess. And that's how this book came about. It's fantastic. I have to ask, um, have you ever met so any great. other Mallory in your life? <laughs> yes, but none. Who's Mallory's doppelganger, her twin? I've never met one, so that's why I was like so really? excited. No. <laughs> You've never met another Mallory? No. The only I know that there was someone in the lit world called Mallory Ortberg, but yeah. I think they transitioned. Okay. <laughs> so now you get to be gotcha. the sole lit Mallory. The only yeah. Mallory. Exactly. That's kind of crazy. How, I how think lucky I was... of you. What? <laughs> how it's lucky actually kind of, of a, that's awesome, a good thing. You know? I guess. That's a good thing. You're, I mean, the only like, other Mallory's know. I know are like Bird Box, Bird Box, <laughs> Natural Born Killers. Oh man, okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, 
Growing up, I didn't know any Claire's, and gotcha. um, yeah. even though well, it's really? like a super popular name now, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day, I had not heard of it at all, and I feel like huh. Mallory's similar to where it's like a name everyone's heard of, but maybe like no one actually knows that many Mallory's. I don't know. Meanwhile, Andy will never have this problem. <laughs> That's true. Andy, you have no Oh, idea. man, what a problem to have. I know like five Andys. Oh, great. That, that makes me feel special. But One yeah. of them is my nephew and another one is like an in-law sort of. Nice. He's okay, the cop I was referring to. Oh, my, tweet oh. my, my, my alter ego, Andy the cop. <laughs> so happy my family doesn't listen to this shit. Yeah, I was trying to show this to my mom and she's like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on um, you should get a testimonial from your mom I would love to hear I would love that. that I love talking about my mom talk about her for like hours she's so great uh, but yeah tell us more about the book let's see um, yeah. it just kind of came out like none of these characters are like anybody I know um, gotcha yeah so other than the setting, nothing was familiar mm-hmm. at all. It just sort yeah. of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I just let people get really weird with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Mallory, can you relate to Mallory at all? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> that Mallory's so much better than me. Just like all Mallory's I've seen. You don't need to duplicate. No. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. I like that you spell her like my name. I mean, that's not always the thing I see. Oh, really? Is yeah. there another way to spell it? Yeah, it's either, the I-E. Yeah. Ah. I know. It feels so like unsymmetrical. Which is, which is the correct way to spell Mallory? My way. Oh, yeah. Your way. Okay. I have to say I've only seen it with a Y. Well, yeah, yeah, I same. dare you to watch Bird Box with subtitles then. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I still haven't seen that. How scary what? is it? Oh, it is not scary at all, but it's actually fucking really? hilarious. It's it's not hilarious. Like, don't listen to her, Claire. She's. Just... <laughs> I feel like your Jesus. tolerance is this, probably this... at a different level than mine. It her is. Rotten Tomatoes review <laughs> is not. <laughs> They're just like certain scenes, like where there are characters who die, and I'm just like, thank you, kill that. Thank fucker. you. Yes. What? <laughs> I can't say if she's going to watch it, who I was so excited to see die, but... It's going to put a strain on our friendship, the way you feel about that. Okay, all I'm saying is the blonde chick. Okay, like, it's horror rule. They're always going to kill the blonde chick, but this Uh, particular one, I uh, was just like, yep, she deserved it. Okay. It's fair. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Claire, watch the movie. Let me know. This bitch deserves it. Oh. Now I might actually do it just to just to tell you what I think. Although I October is like scary movie month. That's when I get all True. my scary yeah. movies in. Definitely. But who knows? I so what? Like you're going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, normally I hate them, but I've actually grown to love mm. a few of them just because of the practice of October movie month. Gotcha. I always like the cool like eerie music. And scary movies, like with Halloween, with the intro. Yeah. You seen that? Yeah, it's so good. That's my like one of my favorites of all time. The original Halloween. I watch it every year on Halloween, and that music <laughs> is killer. 
Fitting, yeah. I know, like the do 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 do. I can't do that shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, Mallory. I know. I'm just like going at it, but no. Like, did you listen to anything cool while writing your books? Just to get your yeah. shit back on subject. <laughs> yeah, I usually listen to something when I write, just to kind of mm. get me in the the right headspace. I want to say for this book. It was a lot of Sniffle Party, and Fleet Foxes is always a go-to. Okay. Um, I listened to someone called M. Ross Perkins a good bit. He kind of has like this old-school vibe to him, um, and probably a lot of Beach House, too. I love Beach House. I had to guess. They're from Baltimore, yeah. which is around the way from where I live. Yeah. There's also this program that used mm. to be on Chicago radio. Mallory, I don't know if you ever heard of I don't even know I was what to say. Why are you listening to like Chicago radio? <laughs> One of my friends lived there for a while and like recorded the show when Obama was elected. And it was all this Midwest 45 stuff where all these old records like Change Change Gonna Come was on there and like mm. all these ones I had never heard of before. And it blew my mind and it's not on air anymore. Mm. I don't even uh. know what the program name was. It's like a total mystery, but I have a recording of it and it's amazing. And we play it for like every dinner party. It's just like always appropriate <laughs> in every setting. That's awesome. You've already exposed yourself as being far more mature than both of us by saying that you do dinner parties. <laughs> Speaking for well, me too. Not lately. I do dinner parties. Know. You've dinner parties. You've done them, or you've been to them. I've hosted parties, maybe like with, <laughs> I don't know what you would consider dinner. You know, when maybe you some, maybe some tea bell and Wendy's. <laughs> well, it helps when you live with someone who used to be a chef. I'll say that I don't do Ooh, the same okay. thing. I just do all the dishwashing, That's which awesome. I actually love to do. So it works out. Very True. Well. Yeah. You have a very similar a... dynamic that I have. <laughs> oh, nice. See, isn't it great? Yeah. I'm like, great at doing the dishes. <laughs> I like that activity too. It's, it's like soothing, you know? You can like listen it's to music so and then wash a cup, wash a dish. It's all clean. I don't know. There actually and is a book called The Art of Doing Dishes. And it's what? all about getting into like the meditative process of just doing the little things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. See, and everyone hates it. And I'm like, I'll do it. Please. Yeah. Don't make me cook, but I will do the dishes. Right. Yeah. Feed me first, then my blood sugar will raise enough to get all the dishes done. It works out every time. Is first that when you're listening to like your dad rock? Dad rock. Man, I do. I just love me some dad rock, like Colin <laughs> Oates and all that stuff. And soft rock even. Like it just transports me to yeah. elementary school mm. this very vivid scene of like every time i have to go to like the dentist or like mm. get out of school for some reason my mom was picking me up i'd walk down to the front office and they'd be playing some kind of soft rock station in mm. the background like really soothing and it's like i'm getting out of school for some reason it like trained me to love it just from hearing it that way <laughs> I like that oh, everybody awesome. knows that station. Like for Chicago, yeah. it's ninety three point nine. What it's where by you? You know, 
They change all the time, don't they? I, yeah. I feel like in Asheville, they don't really have one that's straight mm. up soft rock like they yeah. do. Like I know what it is in Pittsburgh, but yeah, I've lived too many places to keep track. <laughs> honestly, I will <laughs> never so. leave Chicago. I want to, but <laughs> it's home. That's good. It has everything. Yeah. Does it really? I, mean, I had no idea. I've never been. I invite you both over. You guys could always stay with me. I don't give a shit. I, yeah, I've got to go back. I've only been once. Yeah. But I feel like all the cool people that I know live there. Jesus, introduce me. I don't know what (laughs) 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 All right, we'll set up some friend dates after this. (laughs) I think, like... Josh Bonsack, he's the only one I know. And that was like the smallest yeah. intro I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, you heard Aww. on the last show, like he broke his arm. He's like, I need to pick up some yeah. books. And I was like, all right. I just gave it to him and he just laughed. I was like, all right. That was, that was a really great hangout. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make new friends as an adult, you know? It's not. It really insane. is. It's hard to trust people in general. Just wow. so many shitty people. You really revealed the dark side of yourself. Me? Yeah. Me or Claire? You. It's very <laughs> hard to trust people. It kind of is sometimes. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? Nothing like like bad or in, insane, but I don't know. I just I, I have like, I don't know. We're, we're supposed to be interviewing Claire. <laughs> Come on now. Let's, let's get back to topic. Subject. I used to be a therapist, though. We can work through this. What oh, happened, Andy? <laughs> All right, I'll commission you. Is there um, is there a copay? Claire? What, what I'm is not it? licensed, so oh, why okay. not? You know, don't okay. tell anybody that. We didn't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not currently practicing either. So it's okay. <laughs> you could be like that doctor in The Simpsons who's totally like not supposed to be doing practicing medicine right. <laughs> like that hey everybody that was what i'm called upon to <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so wanted to say some other things um so writers write they all they also take time to process their creative work do you take breaks between books are you working on any new projects right now you know in spite of everything um i'm kind of like a literary turtle like, gotcha. I'm always working on something, but it's not, mm-hmm. like, this massive enterprise. It's, like, I'm writing mm-hmm. down a bullet point in a notebook or something sure, that yeah. will slowly build into something else. So, it's, like, there's always something on my mind, even if I don't know exactly what it's going to look like in the end. I almost never yeah. know where something's going to end up. Gotcha. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I've since Tell Me How You Really Feel, I have... Another novella that I finished up, and then I'm about halfway through something else too. That's fin- that's fantastic. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna keep busy, fun. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Claire's <laughs> a writing machine. Why do you even call yourself a turtle? I mean, come on, you're the <laughs> rabbit in this. Metaphor. Hey, the rabbit lost in that. What are you talking about? Oh my god, really? <laughs> you didn't, did you not read the book when you when what, you were saying that? There's a book. There's like a little kids book about it, or it's like a. You, I just okay. thought it was shit that somebody like told no, us. I didn't know it was gonna, a book. We're gonna DM about this later. Well, instead, <laughs> have to wins tell you the race. That's where right. That comes from. Yeah, yeah. So the turtle won. 
Whoops. They made like I think like a little movie <laughs> on this and No, come you know, on. That does not exist. There, there's a, a movie? podcast on it, you know. Now there's you going know. to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, Claire, yourself, do you play any musical instruments or do you have any like or do you have a preference for musical intru- uh, music instruments? Or I'm just asking because I know like a lot of writers like have like particular like literary devices they like to use, um, you know. So I'm trying to correlate that that and that. Um, but I, yeah, I wish I could play an gotcha. instrument. Mm-hmm. I tried the recorder when I was forced to in elementary okay. school, and nice. it did not go over Same well. Way. I think it's like, you know, they say that like math and musical instruments and like mm. puzzles all it's like all kind of the same parts of the brain and like whatever that is i'm sure, just yeah. really really weak in it but i appreciate other people being able to do it mm. it just means that i'm like in awe of anyone yeah. who can i think you'd be a good songwriter i mean your words are very rhythmic mm. so maybe get together with somebody <laughs> you know I used to live in Nashville too. Some of my okay. close friends are, right. are out there songwriting and I've got some songs you know? to send you now. Oh, I think you'd dig it <laughs> if you lived in Nashville. Here hear you on the radio. Sometimes it. I like with I'm people that I didn't know super well, but I was mm. still like sort of friends with, I wouldn't actually listen to their stuff in case I didn't like it because then I wouldn't <laughs> be able to like respect them anymore. Oh my afraid. god. I feel the same oh, way. I'm with you. I'm, with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you. You guys yeah. get it. <laughs> For me, it's when we're in Chicago, everybody's a uh, comedian. Because like, we're like the birth of improv. So sure, everybody I know yeah. does stand up. So uh, it's so oh, awkward yeah. when they tell their jokes and like you just hear crickets. And you're like, shit, I'm their friend. <laughs> I have to fake laugh. <laughs> I have to continue being their friend now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is the worst. I used to do stand up for like eight years. Open my comedy. Oh my god, really? Eight years? Did I tell eight you this, Mary? We've been no. talking for like a while now. I never told you that. We're like twinning this whole time, and I didn't know that. Oh man, Ugh, so many secrets. Uh, <laughs> see, this is why it's hard to too? trust. No, no, I just make oh. fun of my friends who did. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, in one of the things, I think in Hobart. The yeah. piece I just published, I make yeah, fun yeah. of my friend. I lied and said that we never saw him, but we did. And Ooh. we lied our whole way back, too. We we're like, yep, sure. that was hilarious. As right Good as job. <laughs> yeah, we're all Hobart buddies. Dude, we are. That's great. Yeah. I'm Hobart. Up on the site in December again, too. Hell yeah. Lit? Okay. That's dope. Fucking yeah. Shout out it's to Hobart. Best. One of my favorite mags. Uh, yeah, I, I love Hobart. They like took so many chances on me when they shouldn't have. <laughs> I feel I like feel everyone feels way. that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, right? you actually accepted this? Really? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's nah. when you know you're like a good writer, though. You're like, okay, they took a risk for me. Thank you. <laughs> I remember when I got the acceptance, not to talk too much about it, but I was like sleeping on the couch and my phone buzzed and I was like, what? Really? Nah, what are we talking about? And I was like waiting for a rejection right after, but it didn't come. So it's nice. Like, oh, just kidding. We uh, sent that acceptance. Exactly. Right. I feel like that's going to happen one day and I'm just going to be like not prepared for it. 
As an editor, I have to like, actually say I've done that. No, oh, no. I, I, I haven't taken them down. I've never. I've actually like looked back and I was like, "Oh shit, I accepted this," and oh, they've shit. gone on the site. Then I'm like, "I can't so do it." So it does happen. So you yeah. just kind of eat the mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only it's thing like, to do. Like, what are you yeah. gonna do? Like, fuck just somebody up? up? Yeah. Right. No, just be like, "Yep, it was great." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I probably would leave it, too. Yeah. That's too hard. No, as an editor, it's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But no, Andy had more questions for you that actually are related to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder where we segued. (laughs) Everywhere. Uh, Right. Uh, Yeah. So, Claire... Musicians are perfectionists when it comes to crafting their songs. They spend hours building up lyrics to a chorus or to notes in a melody. What's your editing process look like for when you're working on a short story or, or novella or something, or maybe an essay? Uh, do you spend more time on particular sections of the piece? Like, I, I'm just wondering, like, for structure or, like, or do you work on, like, uh, the voice mainly? I was just wondering what's your, like, your favorite thing to work on? Yeah, editing process. Mm-hmm. Usually... I have a bunch of bullet points, like in a notebook somewhere. And when I feel like it's turning into something, I'm like, oh, I got to like sit down and write this right now. And then Mm. I take a bunch of like note cards Mm. and each bullet point gets its own note card. And um, I like arrange it how I think the story or chapter should go. And so I handwrite the first draft and then I usually like stop part way maybe even a few times while I'm writing it to go back and like edit it while it's still in the handwritten form and then type it up and um, print it out and make some more edits as I go along. But I usually just like try to edit as much on the front end as possible. And then like, hopefully Mm. there's not as much to do later on, but it really is like a a process. That is a deep process. Like it's dope. You're winning here. It helps me. Like, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to hold it all in my mind, you know? Yeah. Are you, you like a type A person or? I'm really not. Although I'm thinking maybe like I'm, I might be turning into one. Basically, yeah. I've never yeah. been a perfectionist in my whole life, but I, my whole family is like extremely mm. type A. So I think yeah. as I've just lived more life, like I'm becoming mm. more like them. Yeah. But I'm really not naturally a perfectionist at all. Do you see like your music tastes ever blending their way? Because I've noticed that in my life. Like I'm just hmm. like, oh shit, I'm starting to go that way. <laughs> like my whole the family, way like your family. Yeah, like my brothers, they totally are into like. I hate to say it, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> DMB. Deep tracks only. <laughs> Have you ever been to a concert of theirs? Right. I mean, come Fresh on. to me, yeah. It's like the best. You get secondhand (laughs) high if you didn't bring your own. So yeah. (laughs) Musicians can be so different once you hear them live. Like I've never heard DMV live and I'm not like a huge fan, but I also don't judge because there's some bands that I've been so excited for. Mm. Like I remember eight years ago or so um, going to a Sleigh Bell show back like before their terrible (laughs) and, uh, Everybody has a terrible like, album. Oh, this is just like them pressing buttons on stage. 
you know? Yeah. And then like mm-hmm. other bands, yeah. like I am so tired of the Avett brothers. I hope I never hear them again, but I <laughs> went to one of their shows and they're like so entertaining. Like they really make it into the, make it a performance. A performance. Right? Yeah. Yes. For yeah. Sure. Okay. Just to defend Dave that. Matthews. Although I think he's oh, like God. the whitest of white bro frat boy music. <laughs> he really makes it like a jam band experience. Sure, but he's like no fish. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I feel so weird. I have a nephew named after his drummer, but really? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. My whole family loves him. <laughs> that's kind of cool, though, in a weird way. DMV, I don't know. Yeah. It's the way we unite and understand <laughs> each other somewhat. Aside from teasing, that's all we do. Yeah. We're not very nice people. Huge, DMV is huge like argument. another language. Uh, listen to satellite to. <laughs> Oh my Smooth god, that song just like it's you know the one thing where you were telling me once, Andy, yeah. that like what? a song brings you to like a certain point in time, like the totally minute you hear does. it. Satellite All the time. I was insanely depressed once when I heard yeah. Satellite. Like I was having oh, a main no. character moment, like upstairs yeah. in my bedroom when I was like okay. seventeen and that song came gotcha. on. I'm like, I fucking hate my life. I'm gonna oh, die. No. I wanna run away. <laughs> I was sixteen. <laughs> I and feel I'm like a, a writer. total dick now bringing that song up. <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea. Yeah. Hey, we all. I have met people who have the happiest of songs yeah. either Deep Dark Song. I hope the next time I mention <laughs> a song, it, it makes you happy. And not yeah. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody uh, has their like sad boy moments and that, that oh, one's mine. Yeah. That's me 24-7. But yeah. Just Claire, <laughs> Just do you have sad boy moments? Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What sure. do you listen to? You know, I try to not listen to sad music whenever I feel like that because it's only just going to make everything mm. more intense. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I totally get that. Like the music kind of like affects like the environment or the mood you're in. Mm-hmm. That's that's totally that happens. I guess. So I, I would probably listen to like some some yacht rock or something just to make myself feel better. Yacht rock. I haven't heard that term. I like that. Though. You haven't. You haven't heard Maybe of yacht like rock once. It's not like frequently. Uh, yeah. I've only heard it once before, and it was at a barbecue like <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> it was <laughs> the perfect environment. Before you hopped on a yacht. <laughs> Claire, will you please define yacht rock for us? Yeah, do it for us. Okay, so I have heard it described as just something that, like, an old white dude would play on his yacht. So, like, Michael McDonald and, like, Doobie Brothers and all that stuff. Um, Really anything, like, Christopher Cross, I mean, you name it. Like, all that really soothing, cheesy stuff that, like, people used to make fun of and now listen to in, like, a sarcastic kind of way. Oh, I hear that shit come back on TikTok all the time. That's like the music that they vibe to. Right. I'm like, yes. really? How the hell did totally this come back? Thing. It's true. Yeah. It's just like you can laugh about it while it lulls you into it. Like, huh. soothing. <laughs> you know, I have the biggest question. <laughs> it might be I the dumbest nap, one. I'll, I'll put it on. Oh, I recommend it. There are so many <laughs> Yacht Rock uh, playlists <laughs> on Spotify, so you'll find shit. What's the difference, though, between Yacht Rock and Dad Rock? 
Honestly, I don't think there's too much of a difference. Yeah. I think dad rock can be more all encompassing. Like it might include mm-hmm. some classic rock. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just my interpretation of it though. But I'm here for all of it. Mm. I dig it. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Next question. So the internet and social media, you know, it tends to suck us in, you know, uh, we tend to post whatever's on our mind, but sometimes we like things that we often don't share or post about on social media. So some of the things that I don't post about are like guilty pleasure songs. Like, do you have any guilty pleasure songs, Claire? Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Asking the hard questions here. So I used to like really get into Kesha, like back when she just arrived on the scene. Yeah. I was like, back before <laughs> the hard really times. I would, that. Yeah. I would not yeah. be embarrassed about Kesha. That. She's great. Well, everyone was like all oh, Taylor Swift, which I, I don't um, really get Taylor Swift. I'm like one yeah. of the only people in the world. Holy shit. I don't it, either, but for some reason I thought she was your vibe. This is new no, information. I just don't. I've just, just never just really been a big people. fan. <laughs> but everyone loves her so much that like I try yeah. to keep that quiet. But secretly, mm-hmm. like, listen to Kesha in the background, like, several years ago. Just like, you just listening to your ho anthems. Yeah. And also, I've been listening to the same Girl Talk album for 10 years. Girl Talk's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be the animals. I mean, there's nothing better than that whenever, mm-hmm. like, you want to exercise or just, like, for wake sure. up. Yeah. I'd rather imagine so. you writing really hard to Kesha, like, getting <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm my. Timber. <laughs> I'll stop. That's the only Kesha <laughs> song I don't like, actually. Ah, and uh, uh, But everything else around that time, like her, whenever she first arrived in the scene, I love. Absolutely. Gotcha. Love. I'd you like love to is point my drug, out all that. Andy has now pointed out two songs that we hate. <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting canceled Andy. today. I know. You yeah. have a knack. <laughs> if I don't you have a knack for finding it. <laughs> Andy loves oh, everything man. we hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's, you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> but, like, when you write, do you have, like, a playlist? or? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It really just depends mm-hmm. on what I'm feeling and how much I've, like, worn something out. Mm-hmm. I try to play some, when I'm writing, I try to play something that's, like, chill, um, but has lyrics that wouldn't be, like, too distracting to mm-hmm. write to. So, I don't know. A few years ago, it was like Nathaniel Rateliff was pretty, pretty good at like getting me in the right mood mm-hmm. to write something like to not overthink what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, M. Ross Perkins, too. Similar kind of sound there or like anything older, like the Kinks or any of those gotcha. classics. Oh, I dig the Kinks. Yeah, I was I mean, telling a friend the other yeah. day. Um when when I like listen to music and write, like it has to be like a song I already know and I've like listened to all, you know what I mean? I can't listen yeah. to a new song or new album because then I'm going to be like, oh, I want to hear this music and the melody and the lyrics and all this shit. But like it has to be something old or an instrumental. That's the key, I think, if you're going to write That is so music. true. Right? Although the new Thank Fleet you, Foxes, you, you just nailed it, Andy, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The new Fleet Foxes, the Shore <laughs> album. Mm-hmm. If you go on YouTube, they made like a full album, like music video. Maybe other bands do this. And I'm so That's out dope, of it that yeah. I don't know it. But okay. it's 
incredibly tranquil. It's mm-hmm. like people exploring the woods and stuff, and it it will get you there. You just gotta you gotta see it. It's okay. not distracting at all. It's just yeah. like peaceful. I've listened to a few songs on that album, the new one. It's it's pretty good. I like their stuff. I mean, as an old millennial, I feel like (laughs) I would get kicked out of the club if I didn't buy the new album. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Sweet Boxes is kind of our thing. God, I fucking hate to ask it. How old are you? I'm 34 years old. Oh, you're not an old millennial then. You're like, you're just a millennial millennial. Like, yeah. I think it's 36 to 40 are the elder millennials. Yeah. yeah the I Pete Buttigieg guys. Not that we're ageist or anything, but that's... that's I'm one. 30 <laughs> and I refuse to, like, be old. No. <laughs> yeah, you're not old. I think we all look incredibly good for our age. We haven't aged yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Fucking my nails right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! By the way, Claire, would you uh, would you like to read us something? Just uh, yes, around the I interview love portion. We'd yes. love to hear you read. Yeah. Thank you. I thought I might read chapter two of "Tell Me How You Really Feel." Yes. Okay. Get us started. Okay. Call me back. The wall of the defaced bathroom stall said, which had to be important or wanted to be important. Mallory wasn't sure. No phone number accompanied the demand. She was in a bar on East Carson. Uncle Errol was still alive. The stall's message reminded Mallory of her cousin Joe's voicemail inviting her to a party tomorrow. The whole family got his exuberant invitations, coagulated with mumbles and sudden increases in volume. His voicemails mentioned a party. They always did. She had just talked to Aunt Nancy about it earlier and still forgot in the between hours. Aunt Nancy said she was bringing yams. Aunt Nan was the only person Mallory knew who called sweet potatoes yams. Joe lived in one of the many places that passed for a suburb beyond the rivers and hills of the city. This was the suburb very much like the suburb 15 minutes away that unfurled from the woods and clearings and bludgeoned auto body shops. Somewhat disenchanted with his parties, due mostly to their frequency, Mallory admitted they had never been very effortless to navigate, even in their prime. Joe wore transitions lenses and kept his ringer at full volume. When she arrived, he was pacing beside a card table covered with a plastic tablecloth. I can't feel my left arm. It's numb. That's not good, he said. Oh, now it's back. He walked away. When he returned, the room had started to populate with relatives and a few neighbors. His wine glass was filled to the very top, and the corners of his mouth were marked with one tiny red triangle on each side. Tonight, I will be revealing everyone's secrets, he whispered to no one. He watched over everyone's loitering, triumphant. Then, only about 15 minutes later, he seemed eager for them all to leave. Really, Joe wished not only to be suddenly rid of these people, but that the heavy curtains in front of his living room windows would hide a single person behind them. That someone would want to lurk in waiting for him. To be that desperate to ensnare him, even if for dubious pursuits. Mallory ended up talking to her mom most of the time, who everyone else called Bootsy. A neighbor sidled up, warning them not to go out in the yard. 
Joe had just aerated it or treated it in some way, and it was fragile. The neighbor wasn't really sure. But she was sure he was getting exceedingly angry when people came close to approaching it. A froth of surrogate embarrassment rose up in Mallory that she hadn't planned on dealing with. I hate, she looked around the room, those table legs. They're too spindly. She actually might have liked them, went back and forth about them, but just needed to complain. She went to the bathroom, caressing one of the spurned table legs as she passed. Oh, yes, their grandmother was there, too. She was smarter than all of them. This disappointed her initially, since she wrongly assumed generations would progress. But she was so old that she just laughed at them now and wished them luck with the rest of their lives. At least she wouldn't have to see what might be the worst of it. Grandma June didn't want to use the walker one of them had given her. It stayed at home in the closet. She was perfectly comfortable being old, had been waiting a long time to get to this point. So it wasn't about that. It just seemed to her like no one cared enough to update them. For years, all those old folks shuffling around with split tennis balls on the ends of their walkers. Like, haven't they figured out how to do this right yet? But she let whoever think whatever they wanted to think. Joe was slouched beside Grandma, Do- Grandma June on the couch. He picked up some wadded cocktail napkins from the coffee table and tossed them over his shoulder without looking. It's okay to throw trash behind your own couch. It's yours to do what you want with, he said, then scanned the room to see who had noticed. In the bathroom, Mallory stared at the birthmark below her right eye. Birthmarks are really just the visible manifestation of being born with a human nature, she thought. She wandered into Joe's office and unearthed a book called The Orient from the Shelves. As a constantly disoriented person, this seemed like a good place to learn about. The author's last name was Sleeper, which to her, which made her think about all the last names formed from professions. Smith, Wheeler, Hunter, there were more. The bar could be set pleasantly low for someone with the last name of Sleeper. She put the book down. You know what you're really doing. You're making your way out of here, she said aloud. There was this event she could go to out near the slopes, some performance art thing a friend had invited her to on Facebook. At the time, she didn't know this event wouldn't last long that it would literally be a large man walking on stage with symbols the size of Thanksgiving platters, holding them about a foot apart, waiting approximately 30 seconds in total silence, then walking off stage. The symbols were maybe supposed to be symbols, she would think later. A megabus driver is greater than a regular bus driver. It's simple math, Uncle Errol explained to a stranger in the hallway as Mallory slinked through. The dog whimper of the door hinge, and it was done. She left feeling corn-shucked and echoey inside as kids turned cartwheels of destruction in the yard behind her. Yeah. Hell yes. I love it, (laughs) but everybody does because I know I love it because I published it, so... (laughs) Andy, Thank you, you for doing there? that, by the way. <laughs> we lost him again, didn't we? Holy shit. I heard something drop off. I didn't know what was going on. I like kind of fumbled because of that. I was like, wait, what? Andy, a gesture oh, if no. you hear us. 
Okay. Well, I will wrap this up without him. What? There you go. What's up? Andy's here. I was just yeah, gonna say I'm gonna well for wrap most this out with him. <laughs> I gotta fix my iPhone. I don't know how to lock the screen, so That's cool. Okay. But okay, Claire, is there anything you'd like to plug? Social media, new lit, <clears throat> Maudlin House. <laughs> Maudlin House really is the best lit journal and press on the face Ooh, of the earth. Maudlin. It's just true. Um, and my website is clairehopple.com. You can find me at Claire Hopple on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. And I hope to see you out there. Hell yes. Yeah. Definitely hear back from us. We're probably going to interview you again when we're less disheveled. You got to come back. Encore. Hell yeah. I would love that. You guys are so much fun to talk to. 